Welcome to Excel Radio with Dr. Nick Zarowski, where we talk with world-class entrepreneurs, executives, and health experts who have unlocked the secrets to Excel Health and performance. Hi, and welcome to Excel Radio. This is your host and high-performance expert, Dr. Nick Zarowski. In this episode, we take a little bit of a turn and step away from more of the health-related topics and talk to Boss Mom. Now, Dana Malstaff, also known as Boss Mom, is the author of the book Boss Mom, and she has a company that teaches mothers how to actually start their dream business, how to actually create a income for themselves, and how to both operate and, and run a family along with operating a business. And so Dana is a wealth of knowledge, and this episode's a lot of fun. You know, we talk about anything from uh, avoiding the guilt of, of, of working while you have children to uh, really taking that idea that you have and turning it into a business. And so Dana is a wealth of knowledge, and I really enjoyed having her on the show. So I hope you enjoy the show as much as I did. Thanks for coming on the show with us today, Dana. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. Can you explain to our listeners who you are and what you have going on? Yes, who I am. That's a very, that's a long story. Um, in a nutshell, I would say. So uh, I am the founder and CEO of a business called Boss Mom. It's also a large online and in-person community um, and support forum for mom entrepreneurs. Uh, our Our sort of space is this space where we don't have to feel guilty about running businesses and having babies at the same time. Um, teaches women how to have the space, give the space, and accept the space to have both of those things in our lives, um, and how important it is to show our kids uh, how passionate we are um, about things in our life because our kids' view of the world is definitely formed by how we live our lives. And so we think that's an important part to to show them that that things we love can be financially viable and are worth fighting for. Um, I came up with this idea because I had a baby um, and I was starting a business literally at the same time. And and so I struggled through this guilt, this sort of guilt of wanting to have my business and not really wanting to be a stay-at-home mom. To be honest, I'm not built that way. And um, eventually, when my son was about five months old, um, I sort of came on this idea that I wanted to write a book got together with a uh, with a book coach who's in a mastermind with me and we started to plot it out and that's really how boss mom the idea was born and when everybody was uh, when I put it out into the world everybody said yes like please write this book and and so I did so I was actually pregnant with my daughter at the time because my kids are really really close together in age pregnant with my daughter and we um, yeah I wrote boss mom the ultimate guide to raising your business and nurturing a family like a pro and uh, to just teach women how to do both at once and sort of dispel this idea that you have to have work-life balance. So that's not really how it works at all. Um, that parlayed into uh, the Pop Boss Mom podcast, into our Facebook group that's now 20K strong and growing very quickly. We just published the second book, um, Confessions of a Boss Mom, um, and that's all about community and connection and how 
we create um, communities and connection and showing that there are so many stories that no matter what, you are not alone in your challenges and there are people to connect with. Um, you know, we have the boss mom retreat. So we basically boss mom anything we can to show that there is a unique way to approach it when you become a parent um, and and just helping to give support and be supported by all these women in this community and hopefully change millions and millions of lives as we go on years and years, you know, from now um, that the more women and moms, you know, and dads and men that are starting their own businesses and creating the life and the lifestyle that they want, that we're going to raise better children. I mean, I, I can't teach children. It's not where I, my strong suit is. Um, but I can help make better parents and better entrepreneurs. And so that's, that's really where my passion's gone. So that's an interesting topic, the topic of guilt, because as a father of two and owning, I have a brick and mortar clinic, and then I also have a nationally based uh, health service where we actually do consulting with large businesses. And so I'm always busy. Like it's always just running from point A to point B. And my wife helps me a lot with this, uh, with my businesses. So the thing is, is that this whole guilt thing is kind of, it's a big problem for entrepreneurs, I feel like, because not only do you want to give your kids the best and you want to make sure you're there for them, because a lot of times entrepreneurs, in my opinion, have pretty good insights on raising children too. I know the uh, big groups of entrepreneurs that I know, they're very big into changing the way that they do education with their kids, the whole deal. So mm-hmm. the thing is, is that the guilt is always is always there like looming over you because as a as a entrepreneur, there's never, uh, there's never a lack of work to do. So what are some, maybe some psychological uh, tips that you can give us to work through that guilt process? Yeah, sure. So first off, you're never going to get rid of the guilt 100%, even if it feels like you're not guilty one day or one week or one year, like it will eventually find its way back. I think Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote The Big Magic, she talks about fear being in a car and fear. You don't ever you don't ever get to kick fear out of the car, but you can put it in the back seat and not give it a map and not let it pick the music. Right. And I, mm-hmm. I love, I love that idea. The same thing about guilt. Like if you think that guilt is going to be something that you can dispel from your life and never deal with it again, then when it creeps in, you're going to feel guilty about feeling guilty. So, um, so just know it's something there, but you can manage how it manifests and how quickly it comes and goes. And that's, that's the same thing with mindfulness, right? Like mindfulness isn't, isn't necessarily that your mind is completely still mindfulness is being able to recognize when something comes up and then give it permission to go away and fall, fall out of your mind. And so with guilt, in my opinion, guilt is the result of a lack of confidence of your decisions. Um, and, and, or, or I've heard, you know, a a coach of mine say that, um, you know, she, she, in her, the way she talks about it is guilt is a conflict of values, you know, which to me is, is ultimately meaning that we're not confident in the decision we're making. So if you're going off and you're going, wow, is this thing I've got to do for work? You know, I feel guilty about it. If you're feeling guilty about it because you're going, is it more important than hanging out with my kid for the next hour? Like which one is the priority? And what we've been taught is that, it has to be balanced. It has to be equal that if I'm spending time here, I have to spend, you know, with my business, I have to spend time with my family and it's sort of a tit for tat sort of thing. And that's just not the way life works. Sometimes business is going to be, you know, hold the precedent when I have launches, you know, I have backup that even if one of my kids comes home sick, that 
someone else takes care of them because I need to be in my business. It needs me right then. And we have a very, you know, specific set of things that says, okay, if they go to the hospital or something else happens, then, then I, I, it falls back into priority. But I have a really strict rules of what's a priority and when, so that I don't feel bad about it. It goes, nope, this is my time with my, my mornings are my time with my kids. And there's only very few finite times when that's taken away and something else comes a priority. You know, I'm, these are the particular things and situations when my business becomes a priority. And I don't feel bad about that because I know that the times where my kids are my priority, I'm there and I'm hanging out and I don't have to feel like it has to be eight hours a day for me to be a good parent. It's very clear to me that my kids love me and I love my children and I'm teaching them and connecting with them. And when I'm not, I'm very purposeful about where I put them. So they're hanging out with people that love them at the schools they go to and things like that. So to me, you want to have guilt go away as much as humanly possible, then find ways to be really confident in your decisions. And if you aren't sure about that, then get a coach, find a program, find a you know support group, be surrounded by people who help you feel confident in the decisions you're making and the priorities you're setting. And that will absolutely like guilt has no place in your calendar if you feel really confident about what's in your calendar and what you're doing. So would you say then, because you're referring to your calendar, is your calendar very strict? You you live and die by your calendar, the um, time frames that you have with your kids and time frames that you have working, it's all very well laid out and it's very strict. Is, is that what I'm getting here? I'd, I'd like to say most of the time, um, I, I, you know, there's flexibility in that too. Uh, for instance, I only work with clients that really, they're not, all, they don't all have to be women or moms, but most oftentimes they are because I only want to work with people that are empathetic to the fact that I have kids. So if I'm, you know, in the middle of my regular day and my kid has to come home or like, for instance, my son got stung by a bee recently and we didn't know if he was allergic. So, uh, you know, I went and got him and the the few calls that I had, I said, Hey ladies, like my son just got stung by a bee and I didn't even have to explain it. Those people said, absolutely go get your son, be with him, make sure everything's okay. And we'll reschedule. And I used to be in a situation where I didn't fill my schedule with people who understood I was a parent and then they made me feel guilty. Um, and so, so there is flexibility to understand I'm a parent, like things have to be flexible. And so I work with people who understand that necessity. Um, but then I also look in my calendar and go, like I said, with launches, like what are things with due, due dates with clients or things that I can't reschedule or really don't want to reschedule? Do I have alternate ways understanding that being a parent requires me to be flexible, that there are uh, alternative things to get the support I need in those particular times. So yeah, my calendar is not always set in stone, but what what do I want to accomplish and what's really important, the things that need to stay and the things that need to go, um, if something comes up, are really clear to me so I can take decisive action instead of having to, to do something in sort of survival mode and then go back and feel bad about whether or not that was the right thing to do. The more forward thinking I can I can be about my priorities and what I want to keep you know, if something arises and what I want to move um, just makes my life so much easier when that flexibility is, nece- is necessary. Okay. Now, just so our listeners can kind of get an idea of, you know, specifically what you're, what you do now as a mother, are you still working a 40 hour week or, or, or is this different for you? Um, yeah, I would say my kids go to school. So they go to school Monday through Friday, uh, from, you know, from like eight to five sort of thing. So they, they run a full day at school. They love it. Um, and, but I also reserve the right in my business that if I want to take my kids out and play with them, I totally can. Like I've gotten days where I just take, just take my son and we go to the park or do something and just take my daughter. Um, I, so in my calendar, I do work a full week. 
My Mondays, however, I don't take meetings and my Fridays, I don't take meetings. So Mondays for me are all strategy. So I have a lot more space. It's kind of a little bit uh, like the time when I just make sure my week is really set in place. And my Fridays are kind of my me days. So I don't have to be a parent. I don't have to be an entrepreneur. I can, can if I want to be, but it's just all my choice. So I feel like I get a day that's all my choice. Um, and then Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are where I like Tuesdays and Wednesdays are where I set my meetings and Thursdays are very much a, a content creation day. So I really do batch my weeks. I, I have my weeks planned out in that way. Um, and so, yeah, the plan is I work 40 hours a week, but then I create a lot of space to be able to kind of do whatever I want. Otherwise, I mean, what's the point of running your own business if you're a slave to your business? And I've been, I've been a slave to my business before. So that's not like I woke up, started my business and everything was, you know, perfect. I I've learned to do this and morphed my business to, to fill my needs as a person and the way I want to live my life. So now you mentioned before the corporate world that you were in and what was it that you were doing? Yeah. So I used to be a program director. So I worked for a patient advocacy company where we would go in and I had a whole team of people where we would, uh, go, go into a company and we would assess their company culture, help uh, to create a better company culture. Um, we'd create, uh, you know, health improvement programs and engagement programs and things like that. So we worked a lot with company culture and uh, and how to create a thriving company culture. Okay, now you did that. And then what made you transition into the the entrepreneur space that you're in now? Yeah, so I've always uh, grown up with that sort of entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and, and I, I had parents that were, you know, had that, that entrepreneurial sort of feel. My dad owned an auto body shop, so he's owned his business forever. Um, my stepdad has started several, uh, several virtual and, and business, you know, brick and mortar sort of businesses. Um, and then, and my mom was a registered nurse, but she did uh, writing and, and illustrating sort of on the side. And so I just, I, I've always worked for small companies and small companies where I got to wear a lot of hats. I like to figure things out, um, and how things work and then figure out how to make them better. Um, and so, so I always knew that I wanted to be my own boss and we were just at a place in our lives with my, my where my husband and I were, we were in Columbus, Ohio at the time. And we just, we said, Hey, like, I'm going to, I'm going to move into my own business. Like, let's just now is the right time. Um, and, and we, and basically I, I had had a, uh, somebody who was sort of a, a mentor that fell into my lap, so to speak, um, at the company I was working for, it was growing rapidly. And so we were working to sort of assess its culture and how we were going to grow and keep our co culture as a growing business. And, um, you know, and, and the person that they brought in picked some sub facilitators and picked me. And at that time I was, I had not really done a whole lot of facilitation. I wrote more, ran a team and we went in and we had set up these certain kinds of programs. And, uh, and I got to co-facilitate this whole process that just was totally cool to me. And, and we got to know each other. And at the end he was like, Dana, you should be a consultant. Like you should own your own business and you should be a consultant and you should facilitate. Like you seem really natural at this. And I was like, yes, I sounds great. So that, that was a little bit of a catalyst to have a mentor that sort of pushed me, um, to do it and start my own thing. And then it just so happened that we had been trying to have a baby. It, it wasn't working, you know, as well as we wanted. And I think it was because I was working so much at this business. It was, it was, I was an all in kind of person that when I quit, my body was like, oh, well, we should have that baby now. So I kind of quit and then got pregnant immediately. Um, and then that, you know, brought about its whole new set of adventures. 
Absolutely. Okay. So, and, and, and then with that, beyond just work, helping mothers become a mom and a boss at the same time, starting their own entrepreneurial journey, what is it that you teach them in the details of this? Yeah. So, uh, when I went out and served everybody, surveyed everybody to just kind of ask what they wanted back, back in the day, they, uh, they all said time management was the biggest issue, right? As to being a mom and an entrepreneur, it was time management. Actually just being a mom or being anybody, time management seems to be a big thing. Um, and so, you know, one of the first things I did is I, I tried to figure out what would I teach them. And I, I had, fallen in love with a tool called Trello, which is like a project management workflow tool. And so I just decided I'm just going to make a training on how I use this to run my business and my family mm -hmm. and uh, to be more efficient with my time. And that really uh, picked up. It just, you know, that became something that a lot of people began to know me for. So I brought people in training them time management and training them productivity. So that was the beginning, but that's, that's not necessarily my passion. That was really more of a conduit of helping them to see that we could create time and we could create space. My real joy is I help women actually develop programs. Like what I want to help women do is create that passive income, create those signature things that take them away from time equals money, um, which we all want to at some point move away from. It's hard to scale. You know, you've only got so much time in a day. So I help them a lot with creating, deciding what content they're going to create, deciding what programs they're going to create, what their revenue streams are going to be, and then helping them understand how you back that out to create free content um, and a free uh, content strategy that uh, that pushes people what I call your free to pay journey nurtures them to actually end up buying your products and services and falling in love with your brand and who you are so we train women how to do that and then how to create visibility around it so that people know you exist and they can enter into your free to pay journey um, and ultimately create thriving communities that also serve uh, the financial stability of your business very interesting. Can you actually give us some examples of some of the different businesses that you've helped some women create? Because I could imagine that some some people who are listening to this, their wheels are starting to turn and they're going, hey, I bet you I could do something like that. But what in the world would I do? So is there some examples you could share with us? Yeah, sure. So you've got some of your normal, uh, you know, service-based businesses. So women who are um, designers, they're, you know, website creators, they are VAs, um, you know, they are project managers, they're content creators. So you've got, you've got a lot of those service-based industries. If there's something, a lot of times they, they took that from something they had from corporate and they turned it into that. We've got product based women, right? So women who are, um, who have subscription boxes, business subscription boxes. We've got, um, one who, uh, Jessica, who does, uh, she's got the all girls shaving club. So she created a shaving subscription box to rival, uh, you know, the dollar shave club. It's, it's so cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, who are building, building businesses that way, women who are, who make jewelry, women who make clothes. So there's all the product base. We've got women who are in multi-level marketing businesses. So they're ones who have, you know, essential oils and fitness and all these different areas of multi-level marketing. They're trying to figure out how can I differentiate myself from the rest of the pack in those spaces. Um, we have women who are life coaches, mindset coaches, uh, you know, money mindset coaches who are, um, event planners who are business coaches. Um, 
it's really, it runs the gamut of all the things people can do. We have women who are professional organizers um, that make really great money. Women who are, you know, do process documents, women who help you transition from a nine to five into an actual business, which is not my, my area. You know, I work with women once they have their business idea is usually where they kind of enter into my space. Um, but you know, I have women who help you figure out if you should quit or not, like how to reinvigorate your excitement for the job you have women who help you, you know, create your resume. So, I mean, honestly, there are so I could go on and on and on. There are so many really wonderful businesses and there's that you grow up thinking that you're going to be a ballerina or an astronaut. And then you recognize once you grow up, how many nuances of businesses there are that can make you money, um, and help other people, uh, to, to thrive in whatever it is you are an expert at. And it's, uh, like the, the opportunities are endless really. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, like as you're talking about these things, I actually um, have a virtual assistant who's a stay-at-home mom, and um, I think she makes an incredible living between myself and all the other clients that she has. But she just works from home, and she does a lot of great things for us. So, I mean, that's that's an example too. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll tell you, all of my uh, all of my team are are moms that, uh, like a lot of them actually have their kids at home for at least part of the time, because that is the life that they wanted to build. Um, and they, yeah, they, they fill their time. A lot of them say, I don't want to work full time. I want to work 20 hours a week and this is what I want to do. And this is what the kind of income I want to create. Um, and, and it's really awesome to see, women who know that that's what they want and that's the life they're creating. There are really great opportunities because of the online space now um, to create that life that they want instead of feeling like they have to go uh, back, you know, into a job doing a nine to five, like the, the whole, this is how the box of work, uh, you know, is, is positioned. It's that you get up, you go to work, it's a nine to five, you come home, like this is the schedule you keep. Um, I love that that's not it. My husband will be like, why are you connecting with so-and-so on a Saturday? And I was like, oh, because she works on Saturdays. She doesn't work Wednesdays and Mondays, but she works on Saturdays. So I'm just, you know, we're just updating on a thing we're working on. And I, I love it. Like people that tell me, yeah, but don't you work all the time? No, I don't work all the time. And I keep the hours that I want. And so do the girls that work with me and the girls that we help create, you know, whatever they want. Like maybe girls that just take summers off that I know people that don't work at all during the summers and be, and they have have jobs where they know are seasonal because they've built it that way. And so really whatever you want, you just have to dream up what it is and then go out into the world and figure out how can I, how can I create that dream knowing what I'm good at um, and what people need. Okay. So that's, that's all very interesting. So basically, you know, if somebody has an idea and they have a, uh, maybe a product or a service if they came to you, you would help them turn that into a business by creating a, a, a website and everything needed in order to actually start that business, correct? Uh, you know what? I actually don't help people create websites. Um, I help people create business strategies to understand um, what they're going to sell, what the purpose of their website would be. And then okay. I direct them to the people who are like, I've got so many wonderful women in my, uh, in my community that whenever somebody comes to me and says, Dana, I need somebody to do this. Then I go, Oh, great. Let me connect you with 
so-and-so. Let me connect you to so-so. So my job from the programs I, I put together are much more in line with understanding what kind of business model they're starting and what ideas are going to be translated to create the programs that are going to make it financially viable and all the things and tools and resources they need to actually make that work based on their budget and what they want to accomplish and when. Um, and then we just help them go out and get those right resources. Okay. So you're, you are the strategist then. I am. I'm the strategist and the connector. I think I, and then, yeah, and then it's all about, you know, helping to create visibility and helping teach people how to be noticed in the world is, is the next thing. Cause you can create the most beautiful, wonderful thing and nobody knows you exist. Like the saying, if you build it, they will come. And I always say, if you build it and then give them really good directions, they will come. And it's the really good directions most people miss out on. Right. I mean, because I see it all the time where people go and they build maybe even a beautiful website and they're creating content and they're doing all these things, but nothing ever comes of it. And they get frustrated and eventually they quit. And so, you know, if you have that proper strategy, then you're able to actually move forward with with a with a you know good plan for success at that point. Absolutely. So there's probably a lot of wheels turning uh, in, in gears turning of people who are listening to this. Could you tell like a, um, a success story, like a really good success story that you've encountered of a, a mom who wanted to start her own business and she went from maybe just being a stay at home mom or, or, or not really um, having any business at all to actually creating just a really incredible business and even bringing herself to ha- make a good living for her family. Yeah, yeah. So I have one um, one client actually that was, is a designer, was sort of starting out trying to figure out, you know, she kind of got some clients here and there and was trying to start this whole movement. And, you know, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of struggle. Um, she had her two kids home with her and her husband, uh, you know, had a job. And what we did is we started to look at, okay, what programs do you want to offer and how do we want to position you? Like when people are starting businesses, your brand and your positioning is really important. You know, when people tell you who's your ideal client and you're going, oh, well, you know, it's a, it's everybody that's, that's not the right, right plan. Or if they go, oh yeah, my ideal client, well, it's, you know, women between age 30 and 35 and you can't approach it that way either. So the way we worked with this particular client is you get down into the nitty gritty, like who are you trying to really serve and knowing their innermost secrets, what they love, what they don't love, the words they use and all the market research that goes to figure what out, what that is. And I think Facebook groups nowadays are like breeding grounds for, you know, for, for being able to do your market research because they're self-curated groups of people that tell you exactly what they care about and they want to tell you what they want and don't, you know, do and don't like. So we went in and we did all this assessment, figured out the program she's offering, figured out her positioning um, and worked through that. And uh, within the last year, um, not only is she now taking on, you know, $5,000 plus clients for her design work, but she, uh, her husband got to quit his job and he is now home working on his entrepreneurial dreams. Um, and she's bringing in a very good living, um, and is, is now working on like the next steps of how she's going to grow, grow her business. And it's, and it's all about visibility. It's all about positioning and, and making sure you're focusing on the right tools and programs in your business, um, so that you can get really good at those things, um, and execute 
execute those. We had another girl who, uh, from a, you know, project management standpoint, same thing, like focusing on too many things, getting rid of the stuff that was, that was not serving her from a financial standpoint, going in and honing in on the things that she was really good about and then systematizing those things. Um, and now she's pulling in 10 K plus, uh, a month. Now that's not all, you know, that's not everybody's dream. Some women just want to work for vacation money. Um, but it has a lot to do with positioning, focus and visibility, uh, you know, in order to, to make sure that you're creating what you should be and want to be creating that there's a need for, and then putting it out into the world in a way that people will actually, uh, enjoy and buy. And, and so one of the things that you're talking about a lot here is strategy. And if I can really point out that strategy is so important when you come to doing these things, because you can work really, really hard for years, and if you don't have the proper strategy, you will just get nowhere with it. Um, you know, I can think back to when I first got into um, creating a, a website and, and getting my um, consult health consulting company going. We didn't necessarily have like a, a really good strategy for the website and some of the different uh, particulars uh, of building out the online platform, and we did a lot of work that went nowhere that actually with after like a probably a year and a half of hard work we basically threw it all in the garbage and started over with real strategy so the strategy is really important when it comes to this stuff because you'll work really really hard in in just find no success with it if you don't have the proper strategy yeah a hundred percent and I think a lot of people get scared of strategy. Like that's one of those jargony words that, you know, we use and we're like, oh, I'm a strategist and that kind of thing. But but I do think that that strategy is is the cornerstone and it's not hard to do. Um, it's it, one, if you, if it just freaks you out and you're like, I can't even, I can't even start, then hire somebody to help you brainstorm it out. Cause honestly, strategy starts with brainstorming. What are all your ideas? What are all the things you want to figure out, accomplish, put out there, like just dump it out, you know, brainstorm it out. Uh, let it all out there. And um, we use Trello for that. So we can just have cards about all our ideas. And then we can start to like move them around. So it's not just written on a piece of paper, I can actually have me and my team or whoever you're working with or collaborating with or you're, you know, masterminding with can help. Um, or just get all of your ideas out. And that's the first part of strategizing is just the brain dump of all the possibilities. The reason it becomes a strategy is then you look at all of those possibilities. And I first look at my, I call your annual calendar. I look at my annual calendar and I go, all right, what does my schedule look like this year? Not like today or tomorrow. Like what's it look like this year? When do I want to go on vacations? When are big holidays? When are birthdays and things that I want to make sure I'm not, you know, scheduling over and those kinds of things. And then the person that I'm, I'm going out and working with, I work with mom. So August is a horrible month to do anything for us because everybody's getting ready for school again. I have to be cognizant of spring break. I don't have events during spring breaks. You know, everybody's taking more holiday time. Um, so I go and I look at my calendar from a strategy standpoint, knowing my life and my ideal client's life, what are going to be really good pockets of time and bad pockets of time. And I think about that. And then I lay all of my ideas in and I go, hey, are there some themes here? And I start breaking those themes down to come up with what makes the most sense of what my ideal client needs and when I might release things and do things. And that's honestly like that's the beginning of a strategy is just the brain dumping and then the looking at how you might piece it together. And then you get some people to talk it back and forth with and you refine it and you refine it and you refine it until you wake up and you go, oh, crap, I've got a really good 
flow of how things should work. We have a monthly focus. A lot of my clients have a quarterly focus because I have a bigger team that helps me execute things quicker. But you know, you have a focus about like, what are you going to make sure happens? What's the idea or the mindset or the theme you want people to get excited about, you know, and that helps inform what content goes into those places and what you are and aren't doing. And that's, that's honestly how a strategy starts. It, it, it sounds like this big hard word, but it's, but it's not, it's just giving, you have to give yourself the space and the time to do that and know that if you do a bunch of stuff, first before you strategize, then you're just like you said, going to end up throwing half of that away because it doesn't serve you and it wastes time. So the brainstorming and the strategy first will not only give you clarity, it's going to give you a plan. And that plan is way easier to execute than throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall. Right. And, and is with strategy, it requires a strategist. And I mean, even myself, um, you know, I still use different people to bounce ideas off and, and strategize with. I mean, I've I've been through a lot of different business ventures and and do a lot of different things myself with my my clinics and, and patient care. Um, however, I still use strategists to help me see things that I can't or and look at things differently than I normally would. And you know, I can say, uh, um, uh, Dana, that I've spent a lot of money and I would say wasted money um, in, in in hiring strategists that weren't for me. So the one of the things I want to point out is that make sure that when you do hire your strategist that you actually are hiring somebody who gets results. Okay, You can see by Dana's work and her website and the conversations we're having here, she gets results. Um, so make sure you're hiring someone who gets results and is not all talk and no action because there's a lot of those people out there who are trying to sell a coaching program or something and they just aren't getting results. And, um, and uh, you know, I've fell victim to a couple of those in my lifetime. But for me, that was a learning curve. That's something that I had to is kind of a self development uh, for me in order to actually realize uh, what I was doing and make better decisions, but make sure that you're hiring a strategist that fits you, a strategist that gets results, that knows what they're talking about, and not is just not just selling you a load of goods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple ways to really know. Um, one of them is if you it, you need to find somebody who listens to what your needs are before they ever pitch you on anything. Um, if you have somebody. Which just come in, comes in and says, I've got what you need. I'm going to solve all your problems. Um, and they have no idea who you are or what it is you're doing. And then that's a big red flag because uh, any strategist knows it's it's like any relationship, right? I'm, I'm not everybody is for me. I am I'm a strategist and I, I would like to think I'm really good at what I do, but not for everybody. And if I, I have to be as critical about who I'm telling that I could potentially help them as that person should be about whether or not I can help them. And, and so make sure you're talking to somebody that listens to you and then uses the words you're using to tell you how they can help that, that becomes really clear that what they're saying is relevant to you and that they understand the relevance of what they're going to do and help you with and how that, that works together. And then I like to say only hire people that get your jokes. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, if you have to work with somebody, there has to be trust and there has to be respect there. And if you don't like the person and you wouldn't maybe even like hang out with them outside of working together, then that's going to be a really hard relationship to have because a strategist you have to listen to. 
and you have to do what they say and they're and you have to trust that they're doing it right and that they get you and understand you and if and I always say like if they don't get your jokes and you guys don't have fun conversations and at least smile and laugh a little bit while you're talking um, then you're not going to implement what they're saying and then it's a massive waste of money because you have an amazing you can have an amazing strategist that you never listen to and it's still a waste of money right and they have to understand your lifestyle too because mm-hmm. one time I hired somebody and you know it was funny because it, it didn't I, I hired them for a month and I said we're gonna work a month everything works good we'll, we'll continue on we we're supposed to have a session every week and we only made it three sessions in the last one I was just like I don't even care to work with this person anymore and then the last one I don't know where they went off to I, I, I literally I, I think they just ditched me um, but what I realized from that and working with this person I was like I'm sitting here working with somebody that literally is a coach but doesn't own a business besides their coaching business. Um, they they don't have kids or a family. They don't have employees. They literally had none of the stuff that I had and they were telling me um, how to do things. And I know, like you said, that if you're going to hire a strategist or a coach, you need to listen to what they had to have to say. Well, I was listening to what uh, she had to say, however, it was driving me nuts because I just it just wasn't me. And so mm-hmm. make sure it's somebody who understands and fits your lifestyle because if you hire, you know, if you're a mother with kids and you go hire um, a, a, a lady who's just like a hard-driven corporate world, you know, woman who has no kids or, or husband or anything like that, they just will not understand you and you will be very frustrated. So, you know, make sure that whoever you're hiring is well. They understand your lifestyle and they possibly even um, have the same lifestyle as you. Yeah, for sure. And like I was saying before, that's that's the clients I have is I only hire clients where we get each other's lives so that when life gets in the way of the things you like had in your calendar, that both of you understand it and it doesn't hurt relationships and you can be really open and honest. The be- I mean, the best relationships, whether it's a strategist or someone you hire or someone that hires you or whatever that relationship is in business and in life, like the better you can communicate with each other, the better the relationship and the fruits of your labors will be. And, and that requires that trust and that, uh, you know, and that, that respect for each other allows you to be more vulnerable, vulnerable to open up and tell them when things aren't working or things you're really excited about. Um, yeah, so those relationships are really important. And when you find the right ones, invest in them. Oh my gosh, I've, you know, I've paid 20 grand for a year with a coach that was worth every penny and probably 10 times more. Um, you know, so, so recognize when it's the right fit, but then also make sure you understand what you want to get out of it. So you're getting a return on your investment and understanding what, what return you want. Um, so that you know what scale of investment you're willing to make depending on what they, and honestly, strategists usually end up commanding more, um, more of your investment because, you know, a lot of strategists are steering the entire way your business is going to be run or built, um, which can mean, you know, the difference between no money and a lot of money. Um, so finding the right one, but then recognizing it's going to be an investment can be, it's, it's really important. It's, it, you know, you don't want to, it's just like you wouldn't go and on a first date, usually, um, run off and get married with somebody, you know, your business relationships should be the same research each other, figure out about it, you know, and all the things we just talked about, uh, and don't enter into it lightly, but understand that if you want to grow a business, you are going to need those kinds of things. Good coaches, good strategists, good team members. Um, if you really want to see the growth that you want. 
Well, I'm loving all your tactics and, and strategies that you're giving us right now. Um, is there any last tips or tricks or anything that you'd like to add to the show before we uh, come to an end here? Yeah, I feel like we've talked about so much good, juicy stuff. So I would say as you're listening to this, if you've written a bunch of stuff down, just pick one thing to focus on. Because um, I love, you know, we have a conversation, we talk about focus and strategy and all these things. And then we're like, by the way, all 17 million things we just talked about, you should go do all of those things. Um, because that's not a very good use of your time. So I'd say just pick one thing that we talked about that really resonated with you and go see about implementing that and working that into your business. And then you can come back and do <laughs> do the rest of them. But focus to me is the number, the success is all about focus. It's figuring out what you want, keeping your eye on the prize and going for it. Um, and there's so many shiny objects in the world right now that can can make us feel like we need to go in other areas um, and just just pick one thing that you want to look at and want to accomplish. Get that first and then that incremental, uh, you know, goal setting and goal achieving builds up onto it until you have a beautiful foundation um, that's rock solid that you feel really great about. And that's going to, you know, circling back to the guilt, that's going to help you not feel guilty about the decisions you make in your business and your life, um, which helps you ultimately be happier. Awesome. Well, we thank you for the uh, inspiration and all the good advice that you gave us today. I think a lot of people are going to be able to take this and, um, and uh, do something great with it. Is there a way that people can reach out to you and get a hold of you, Dana? Yeah, sure. So if you go to boss-mom.com, um, that gives you all the stuff to get into our Facebook community, which is an amazing set of women. It tells you all about the programs and you know our Trello training and all that kind of fun stuff. It leads you to the Boss Mom podcast, has a contact space so you can go and connect with us. Um, so that's the easiest place to go um, to be able to get all facets of Boss Mom. And our website is a really nice guided journey for you um, to help you get wherever you need to go. So it's a good place to start. Awesome. Well, thank you, Dana, for bringing all this insightful knowledge to the listeners. Uh, I think that a lot of people are going to be very much inspired by this. And go check out her website and see all the incredible work she's doing. Um, there's a blog. There's a podcast. There's all kinds of information on there. And um, a lot of good free content on there that you can utilize to start uh, strategizing your business today. Oh, thank you for having me. This has been a blast. All right. Well, you have a great day. If you want more information to multiply your health and simplify your lifestyle, visit our website at excelpodcast.com. Until next time, have an outstanding day.